Hey guys, welcome to the Wifey Vibe podcast, formerly the She's the Owner podcast. We believe that bringing back the wifey energy is key to helping women all over the world step back into a place that celebrates women in all our glory. It's about showing you that you can still make money, still be your own person, but that ultimately leaning into the feminine will result in less burnout and more bliss. The focus here is to show you that the feminine energy or the wifey vibe is nothing to be ashamed of. In fact, it feels pretty awesome. So grab a coffee and buckle up. This is the Wifey Vibe Podcast. Amazing. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Wifey Vibe Podcast. So this is our first podcast where I'm interviewing guests, um, and it's actually the third episode of this new brand. So I'm very excited. Um, it was I, I'm not on TikTok a lot, but I was on TikTok and I came across one of these two lovely individuals, um, David Lee on TikTok ranting beautifully about <laughs> masculine and feminine energy. And I say that jokingly because it's um, something that we need to be, I think, louder about the men do um, and the women need to listen a little bit better on this topic. And so he and his wife, Paige, Paige, David, welcome to the show. Um, they are from Daring Deeply Coaching is the brand. Uh, I, we had a conversation a little while ago and all three of us were very excited to have this podcast episode um, because I think, you know, th they, you guys talk about a lot of things and, I, and I'm going to bring up the TikTok that you just talked about or that you just posted. But I think this topic we are all exceptionally passionate about because we see the issues in the lack of polarity, and you guys can explain that in a minute, um, the lack of understanding around roles of masculine and feminine energy and the, the confusion around it, to be honest. So um, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. Like, it's a big deal that you're here. Uh, I really appreciate it. And I'm very excited to see where this whole thing goes. Um, and as I said, normally I have a, a couple of questions. If you've listened to the podcast in the past, you know, I have a few questions, but this is just going to be totally, we're going to riff like crazy and just see where things go. So I don't know which one of you want to kind of introduce the brand separately together. Go for it. Absolutely. Thank you, Kara. Thank you. Kara. I will, uh, I will, I will jump in here. Yeah. So our coaching practice is called Daring Deeply. And I, I launched the practice on June 2nd, 2020, right in the smack middle of or the beginning i should say of of the pandemic i left corporate america knew that i had no longer a place in corporate america and had no choice but to follow really a lifelong passion to help others and about two years prior to that i hired my very first coach after a random conversation with a former colleague who said something incredibly profound and i said what did you say he said well i actually joined this organization and i thought to myself Oh boy, here we go. It's a cult. It's an MLM. I have to run. But uh, this 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 colleague of mine uh, said, hey, I want you to get on a, a phone call with this particular individual. I said, okay. So I got on a phone call with who turned out to be my very first coach. And I had never been in the personal development space ever. I didn't know what that was. I had heard of Tony Robbins. I thought he was a guru. I thought he was a cult leader, quite frankly. Mm -hmm. um, you can tell that I have a lot of spiritual trauma still to mend, uh, according to according to my to to my history. But um, but I did. I, I reluctantly got on a phone call who, with Justin Janowski. Shout out to you, Justin, if you happen to be listening. And uh, what began a journey into this coaching practice. And so over the next eighteen months, when I hired Justin, 
he began to prep me and he kept telling me, David, you have been coaching people for over 25 years and not getting, uh oh, and not page. getting, we lost page and not getting paid for it. I should probably mm. just pause and we can edit it. Anyway, Justin had told me repeatedly, David, you have been coaching people in various capacities throughout your career over the past 25 years and not getting paid for it. So stop it. <laughs> and yeah. so I heard that conviction. And over the next 18 months, I began to dabble into what it would be to be a coach. And really, Daring Deeply began on January 1st, 2019 as a blog on okay. Facebook. Yep. And so I started writing about my life and people took notice. And uh, still today, our coaching practice is primarily an organically faced organization where people will hear and see now our TikToks and Facebook and Instagram. And uh, we, we have built a, a really, really, really powerful and beautiful coaching practice, helping men, women, and couples all over the planet begin to identify, validate, and heal their masculine and feminine energetic wounding mm -hmm. to release them into the relationship of their dream. Met Paige on a virtual conference over Zoom just two weeks prior to me launching Daring Deeply. Oh. And we quickly became friends. Nice. And over the course of several months, her life began to take a dramatic change. My life began to take a dramatic change and our friendship then turned into a romantic connection. And about six months after that, Paige, who had started her own coaching practice, we made a joint decision for us to come together as partners in business. And so now it's David and Paige Lee. We are the co-founders, co-owners of Daring Deeply. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love listening. And I'll let you, babe. Yeah. <laughs> I love listening to the birth of that story. It just really reminds me how far we've come <laughs> and what this started as and what it is now and how we continue to bring forward some of our deepest grounded teachings. They serve as our bedrock, even though our, our mass masculine and feminine polarity didn't really come into our uh, coaching sphere until six months after we joined forces. And then we thought, wow, this is amazing. This needs to be a part of our teachings. This is absolutely uh, going to impact and influence and bring even more depth to what we already have going on. And so that's when we took a big left turn and started inviting more masculine and feminine polarity teachings mm -hmm. and more um, trauma-informed relationship dynamics into our coaching practice with our clients and into our programs. So that's been amazing for me to be a part of. It has felt so incredibly natural. It has felt natural in my body, natural in our relationship. It's felt natural for our clients. And so that's how I know that we're on the right path, that we're doing something that individuals are attracted to and are longing for, and us working so hard to embody it ourselves and to struggle and to stand up and to struggle and to stand up and to struggle and stand up again and again and again, and continuing to learn from our mistakes learn from the lessons and then passing that wisdom down to the others who are walking similar journeys. Beautiful. Um, thank you for, for both of those explanations. And it's beautiful because you can see that they're both different and, it, and that's, that's it. Like that's really the crux of all of this. So, um, I'm going to just sort of ping pong between the both of you and then whoever wants to jump in, but I mean, predominantly it's women that listen to this. And the reason that I feel that moving forward, I wanted couples on here was because women tend to have a very, um, 
sort of one-sided view on what masculine is right now, right? And and David, I know that was something that you just did in the TikTok. And there is a lot of um, misguided direction in what a woman, a modern woman, a woman, let's say over 35, believes, and it's and it's and I speak to that audience, that's the audience I speak to, that thinks masculinity and masculine men are these old from the 50s thumb on your life you can't do anything you can't have thoughts you you're not allowed to do anything and so i i believe really in my soul and in my teachings the last several years on this topic as well is that there's this resistance still because they think well it means that i can't be who i am and i so i have no interest in that so i must stay in the masculine so Paige, this question's really for you what was it like for you i know we talked about you were the boss babe and that was that was me too and that's part of why this is such an incredible shift for me because the she's the owner podcast was very boss babe I talked about masculine and feminine energy, but I did not get it. And so talk talk to us a little bit about how you went from boss babe, masculine energy mindset to this totally radically feminine, beautiful, calm energy that is in front of us right now. Tell us a bit about that journey. Mm-hmm. I really began learning more about the reasons why I was pursuing what I was pursuing and how it ultimately didn't feel authentic to who I really was. Ultimately, I was wanting to be the boss babe because I wanted to earn recognition. I wanted to be seen. I wanted to be applauded. I wanted to be praised for how amazing I am (laughs) and, and the work that I was doing in the world. And I was kind of seeking external validation in that way. And it was challenging most predominantly in my relationships my wounding that's what was keeping me in that uh very masculine very mechanical very oriented towards goals and achievement um that was keeping me in my masculine energy thereby naturally by science drawing forward feminine energetics from my partner mm-hmm. and i was frustrated with that i was frustrated that i was with someone who felt like the nice guy and was passive and easygoing and very kind, very kind, very gentle spirit. But I, I really wanted to be led. I was tired. I was tired pulling all the weight. Mm -hmm. I was tired, um, and spreading myself way too thin across so many different endeavors. And, and it was affecting my relationship and I was getting mad at him when really, I was really mad at me for overextending myself and not feeling worthy of praise or Again, the echoes from the past of not experiencing the praise when I really needed it as a young girl and really beginning to piece and string all of those discoveries together. Mm. That's ultimately what made me realize, hmm, I think there's a better way. I think there's a better way that's going to impact every crevice of my life. And this is worth exploring. Um, and my my journey into this is identical. It was attracting feminine, like, can you coach me, Kara? And I'm like, well, sure, for a fee, <laughs> but I'm not going to coach you and date you. Like, that's not how this works. And it and it would piss me off, too, like, really. And, and it was, and it was a Tony, actually, Tony Robbins event, I think I mentioned that. I really started to hear, like, this whole concept of masculine and feminine. And people would say things like, oh, you're so strong. And wow, you're such a go-getter. And you're so confident. And you're, you know, you really know your shit and all these things. And I, and in the masculine wounding, right. That sounds great. You're like, 
yes, gold star for me. I did a good job. Um, but what you're saying is a hundred percent like that feeling of just sheer exhaustion. Like you get to this point as a woman and you're like, holy, I'm tired. Mm -hmm. and you'll blame it on all the things well it's because i'm this because i'm not really having no concept that it's really like an inside job and so when you came to sort of when the aha moment happened when you're like well i'm really tired and i'm actually because that was me i'm like why can i not meet a guy who wants to lead well because i'm trying to lead and we don't want to hear that typically and i don't know if that's been your experience with coaching and who you guys have talked to but women for a second, they sort of resist it, right? They're like, well, no, I do want to lead. And then you'll say, but if, and this is always my sort of caveat to them is like, if I put $200,000, let's say in your bank account, and you didn't have to work for the next whatever ever, and that was play money, and you could sell your business, quit your job, and the man would lead, would you do it? And some will be like, well, no, I love what I, well, yeah, yeah, I probably would. And I go because and that's sort of the caveat, not that we can't make money and do all those things. But when you don't have to, when that providing element is no longer fully on your shoulders, 90, you know, 100%, let's say of women that I've spoken to will be like, yeah, I definitely would trade in for that. Where do I sign up? So when you came to, to sort of think, okay, this is where I'm at, what was the what was the conversation like inside of you where you were like, this is what's happening. I need to change, but I don't really know how, what was kind of the next few steps for you where you were like, mm, it's time to do something. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, I ultimately made that decision to complete that 10 year relationship. So I completed the previous relationship that I was in and felt intuitively called to move myself to Nashville. And so I just followed that intuition. I followed that wisdom and guidance and did that. And so that wow. was very, still very boss baby in yes. and of itself, <laughs> totally. of picking myself up, moving myself across the country, doing it yeah. solo, not knowing anyone here. So that was still very much uh, a decision made from my masculine energy, from my hustle, my survival energy. And um, then when David and I ultimately started uh, having conversations about dating, being in a relationship, that's when I began to experience that I was showing up in the exact same patterns in our relationship. I thought, uh-oh, I thought I moved across the country to get away from all of this. Yeah, but I thought follows that follows you everywhere, doesn't it? <laughs> right. I thought I did something good by uh, resetting, starting over, eliminating the problems. And well, here, here will come the echoes. And I thought, okay, there's something deeper to explore here because I'm experiencing the exact same dynamics. And so that's very true. When David and I first met, I was in my masculine energy and David was more in his feminine. That's how polarity works. Yep. You are going to attract the opposite everywhere you go. So if you continue to attract uh, the same energy over and over and over, that's not what you're looking for. Well, it's time to turn inward and kind of, and ask yourself what kind of energy you are putting out into the world right. everywhere you go and with everyone that you cross paths with. And so right about that time, David and I had enrolled into a year long coaching program with one of the foremost minds in the trauma space. And he introduced us to masculine and feminine teachings. I'd heard of it before, but it was so minimal and, and this was a deep dive and that resonated deeply. Oh my gosh. We started implementing almost instantaneously mm -hmm. and struggled and succeeded and struggled again. And, and it really was a dance because 
both David and myself had been ingrained for so long right. to live in the uh, behaviors and patterns that we were currently residing. And so I would love to hear what David has to add. Yeah, because that, and that's always the fascinating part is when the, when the, when polarity is switched like that and like Tony and Sage, for example, talk about, he was feminine and she was masculine and they were, he, he got friend zoned pretty much right in the beginning. So and obviously they're completely right now, right? They've righted the ship. You guys have righted the ship. So David, I would love to hear, cause my, my, I'm always curious about when a ma now you're a super masculine energy guy for sure. But back then, when did you, did you feel like something does not feel like obviously attracted from polarity? She's more masculine energy. You like that. But at what point were you like, Hmm, I need to flip the switch here. Or was it just the coaching program that came through or give me a sense of like where your spidey senses were like, we need something needs to shift here or this is going to go nowhere fast. Yeah, the the echoes of it was very much like a film where you see someone go through time hmm. in 30 seconds and you see all these flashes of scenes of their past. And it took me into all of the relationships I had been in the past where I felt emasculated hmm. and I felt so less than I felt so dysregulated. I felt so short hmm. and and minimized and gross for the lack of a better that's a clinical term we're just incorporating <laughs> here didn't feel right i felt so small yeah. and i didn't know it at the time i did not know it at the time that i was actually attracting my entire adult life a entire adult relationship life i was attracting women who were more in their masculine well it felt absolutely true at the time because again as Paige was alluding to it was polarized Right. I was more in my feminine energy. They were more in my masculine. I love the boss babe. I loved a woman right. who took control because I didn't want, and here was here was what I recognized much later, but what I recognized was so dysregulating for me at the time was this toxic masculinity narrative. And I wanted to be the complete opposite of that. And what I also realized was I was spending my entire adult relationship life trying to save a mother that I lost when I was two weeks old. Mm. And so in order to save these women, I would be the nice guy. Mm. I would be the receptive guy. I would be the guy who could listen and hold space for their emotions. When in reality, they wanted me. They may not have wanted. You'd have to ask them. <laughs> but they wanted, certainly their wound he didn't want, but their true self, as does Paige, as does every woman I would I would uh, propose, wants the masculine power to step forward to lead. Yes, be emotional of, emotionally available and be able to have the purpose and decisiveness and power and structure and framework to hold her emotions as they walk the journey together. And so I was, when I was being taught and we were in this program and we actually begin to integrate masculine and feminine energy in our relationship, boy, was it rocky. Oh. Boy, was it bumpy. <laughs> We're still navigating those bumps, much less as severe. But every time we take a step forward as a couple and step into a new stratosphere of polarity, we're going to feel 
those ruptures. We're going to feel those dysregulating emotions. Well, it's just an opportunity for us to take it to another level. And so now each time we take another step into our own polarity in our relationship, it enlivens the power within me and my masculine that I've never felt before. Mm. It feels absolutely true. And what's incredibly powerful is when I do take those steps forward, Paige and I were just having this conversation last night about uh, my daughter turned 23 yesterday. Her birthday was at the time of this recording. Yes. So my daughter turned 23 and Paige with her intuition. Now we're going to speak right into polarity with her intuition and her creativity and her nurturance, all feminine. Last week, she said, babe, let's send flowers to Grayson at her new job. She just started her first big girl job. She graduated from college last year and she's going to be working on her birthday. Her birthday is a big deal to my daughter. It's a really big deal. And so the fact that she's going to be working all day was, was kind of a big deal. And she's no longer in college. She's no longer in high school. She no longer just gets to play. She has to go to work. So she said, Hey babe, let's send flowers to Grayson at her work and surprise her. And I was, Oh my gosh. Yes. Well, let's do that. Let's absolutely do that. Well, I almost immediately made that happen. Mm. I got on the one one eight hundred shout out to one eight hundred flowers, one eight hundred flowers, and ordered the bouquet and had it sent to the right address and da 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 da. Had it all taken care of. A couple of days ago, Paige asked me, "Hey, babe, do we still have time to send the flowers to Grayson?" Well, I didn't tell her that I had already done it, and when I did tell her, you could see, you could feel. The surrender in page. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Kara's feeling it too. The, oh my gosh, I don't have to do this. I am not responsible. Someone took the lead and made it happen. And so that is an illustration. That's a little story of polarity in action in our relationship. And that was not me in the past. I was the reactive. I was the procrastinator, all wounded feminine energies, by the way. Now I am the go-getter. Now, if Paige expresses her emotions, her desires, her wants through an I feel statement, I immediately take action. In fact, I was, I didn't even tell you this, babe. (laughs) I was, I was, uh, yeah, yeah. Everybody everybody peaked up um, just then. I was sharing with a client yesterday. I said, my wife often calls me because we were having this conversation. I said, one of the nicknames that my wife often calls me is Bat Jesus where she fuses Batman and Jesus now, because of my go-gettedness, because of my proactivity, because of my predictability, because I get things done. That was not me Mm. for, for the vast majority of my life. I was the reactionary. I was the procrastinator. And now she feels, and she can certainly expand on this as well. She feels more provided for, more protected, more safe and secure because she doesn't have to take care of it. And that's where she has spent the vast majority of her life mm-hmm. is taking control over their, everything, making the plans and planning yeah. the vacation and making sure the groceries are taken care of and, blah, 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 and all the things. And now the vast majority of our lives together, I am leading, not controlling. And that's right. the huge difference. Oh my gosh. I'm so happy you said that. So I've a million questions. So when when did you, because men listen to this as well. And, and this is again, like moving in a new direction. I really want, cause what I'm finding is that men are totally like deathly afraid to be masculine because of this narrative right now. Right. Like, um, so when you, when you 
first of all, I want to know, when did you kind of wake up to yourself? When did the lion wake up in you where you're like, holy, I need to get a hold of this? Like learning is one thing, being a coaching program, that's great. But did you, was there this moment where you're, you woke up and thought, I'm ready to lead or was it over time? And did you, and second part to that question is, were there other men who had already paved the way who'd gone through it, who could now say, dude, you need to be healed in this way. That's the only way, only path forward. Or did you intuitive, like, tell me a little bit about your come to Jesus moment where you're right. like, this is not cool. I can't be this feminine energy person anymore. I need to step in. Like when, when and how did that happen for you exactly? Yeah, it was a series of, of wake up calls. A, a long series of wake-up calls. And in many ways, I was being awakened to my masculine power in ways that was then disseminating and teaching and bringing to Paige, mm. which was really challenging because mm. one day we were doing this. This was our dynamic. And then the next day, I am leading in a way that seemed incredibly foreign to her. And so then we had to ensure that we were navigating this ricochet and we're still doing that because I am leading and I'm continuing to envelop my masculinity. And sometimes it comes across as a blind shot and Paige will say, oh my gosh, what, 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 what? we were this and then we're this. And so it's imperative for the masculine to be teaching, which is a masculine energy, to be teaching and providing correction and direction with right. empathy yes. in a way, in a way that is so nurturing to the feminine partner to say, this is why I'm doing this. And I am by far the perfect person to be saying all of that. <laughs> but that is my responsibility as the masculine man to teach and to say, this is where we're going. This is what we're doing. And this is why I'm doing this. And it can always, it's, it can be so rocky in that. So it was a series of moments. It was a series of, uh, I, I remember feeling, here's an example. <laughs> I stopped using emojis. Okay. in my text messaging because it felt feminine. It felt like I was being overly expressive that I was trying to get, and it felt so foreign to me to release that. And now when I think about using emojis, now there's nothing inherently wrong with emojis, <laughs> but what I realized was when I'm putting big happy faces and big hearts and all these types of communication tactics, it felt antithetical to my masculine power. But it was something that I made the switch almost immediately. And that ricochet was very difficult, right? Yeah, Paige is, if you're watching this, Paige is saying, yeah, that was weird because one minute he's really emotionally expressive and I know exactly what he's feeling and because he has these smiley faces and all of this. And then all of a sudden he seems stone cold. Mm. And that's but how that's it was coming across. That is uh, like, as soon as you said that, I was like, holy smokes, like, and, and Paige, maybe you can chime in with, but it's like, there's no real other way for me to say it, but it's like, there's an ick factor when a guy uses emojis like crazy. And also when they send you paragraph upon paragraph upon paragraph of stuff in a text message, this, it's like this, like, oh my God, like internally, I'm like, dude, you sound like a girl. Like you're, oh, you're, this is too much. Like, and that's it because the masculine is direct. They don't need 45 paragraphs to, to say what they need to say. But when you said that emoji thing, that really hit because I know people in my life and 
it's there's an ick factor it's like why why must we use that so that's that's fascinating so when does that does that sound does that resonate page like there's this sort of like oh it gives you shivers almost where you're like it's so interesting. Now that you say that, yes, if David were to start using emojis again and and being really flowery in his words, I think that that would would cause my energy to bow up a little bit more. Like, okay, he doesn't have this together. I'm going to need to be stronger. But there was a huge season of grief that I went through in yeah. this transition because wow. here I was in relationship with an energy that felt like my gay best friend. Right. Yes. Right. Even though he's not, but it felt like I had like that type of relationship and then it switched on a dime. Right. And I was like, man, I feel like he doesn't love me anymore. I feel like we're not connected anymore. I feel like we're not playful anymore. Everything feels so serious all the time. And gosh, this is like a lot for me to process. And I remember we had a team meeting that day and I broke down into tears because I felt like he didn't like me. I felt like he, uh, he, like our relationship had evolved and changed and how uh, I either wasn't keeping up or I wasn't doing good enough or somehow I was like pushing him away with the way that I was showing up. So there was a bit, that was a big rub for us that we had to communicate through that, that really is what got us through that communication and validating each other's perspectives and asking him why, and why is this important, the shift for you? And what does this mean for you? And, and this is how it's affecting me. And 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 getting some uh, reassurance is what I needed in those moments that we were still good. And in yeah. fact, we were better. We were headed right. in a much more potent direction. Right. Yeah. It's, it's so crazy how the smallest things we, you think aren't a thing and they become a thing, right? The smallest nuance in how you say something or, um, but because for sure, if, if, if in ladies listening, if you're used to being direct and all of a sudden he's being direct and you find there's friction in that, well, that's normal. There's going to be friction in that because there's a, a, a moment where even as a single, there's a moment where you've got to, the, I like when you said grieving, like I had to grieve almost my masculine ways because that kept me feeling safe. And so, um, when that happens. And I think that's a lot of times why women really resist this work because they, it's sort of jumping off a cliff and they don't know what's going to catch them on the other side. And so they, they just think, forget it. I'm just going to stay in control. And that's the danger. I think that's the danger zone we're in right now in 2024 is like women getting sick, women, uh, emotionally, mentally, physically, we're just totally burning out. And that's why this work I feel is so important we all need to anybody who knows about this work is really i feel it's our responsibility to talk about it and i mean i talk about it at the gym i talk constantly anybody wants to chat about it i am like what can how can i help you right so so back to david did you have role models leading you through this you know coming home to yourself so the the standard answer I give is not necessarily it was. And and what's interesting is that I have learned so much in my life, Kara, by observation, Mm. by watching from afar. Now, do I have mentors and coaches who are supporting me in various areas of my life always will. and, And right now do, but it was, it was very easy for me to recognize 
when I see something, when I feel something and it feels unequivocally right, because of the healing journey that I have been on, because I've made my healing of my masculine and feminine energetic wounds the priority, my discernment and my instinct is so much sharper. And when I recognize, ooh, that is absolutely true, so much of the masculine power comes from his ability to know truth. Mm. And he must be grounded and anchored in a truth outside of himself. Whatever you call that, if you call it faith, if you call it God, if you call it the spirits, if you call it the universe, whatever it may be. And this is what I, when I'm coaching men and when I'm, when I'm coaching women, when it comes to raising masculine men, mm. uh, I'm, I, I always and consistently say the masculine must be grounded in something bigger than himself. That's fact. So fact, because if he's not grounded, then how in the world can he provide the safety and security for his wife? So if he is flippant, if he's inconsistent, if he doesn't know what he believes, so for whatever reason, it has been very easy for me to observe and take action. Right. Integration, and Paige would probably agree with this, integration for me is so easy. It's so easy, <laughs> which I know for men who are struggling, and myself included, struggling in their wounded feminine energy and being decisive is such is such a challenge for them to step into that integration is, yes, I know all this. I read all the books. I listen to all the podcasts. But as far as integration is concerned, now yep. there's something that's preventing me from doing it. Well, as we identify, it's masculine and feminine energetic wounding. Yep. It's, that, that is a ricochet from unprocessed trauma. That's the reason why you're passive. That's the reason why you're reluctant to make decisions. And right. why are you reluctant to make decisions? Because you're afraid of rejection. Right. And rejection goes to... back a long ways. Yeah. There's yeah. so many, so wrong. many. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So you don't want to be wrong. So in fact, the greatest fear a man will have is to appear weak. Right. And that is attached to rejection and so many other masculine and feminine energetic wounds. So I didn't have a direct influence, but I know that there are that I have received so much of that masculine power out there. Yep. There is no one that comes to mind. There are elements of certain individuals, certain peers out mm -hmm. there and impact leaders and influencers. Uh, but it was really a matter of me saying that feels right. Yeah. That that actually I'm going to tap into my feminine energy, which is super important that I still maintain my healing feminine energy. So gentlemen who are watching or listening to this, you have to feel brother, yeah. <laughs> you have to feel the caveat is that we must, when we're expressing our emotions, we must have a plan. Mm -hmm. We must have a plot. We must have a direction. So if we wallow on our in our emotions for too long, our wives get terrified <laughs> because, again, there's no grounding. There's no rock. There's no anchor. So is it appropriate for us to be emotionally available? Absolutely. And we must have a plan in our masculine to move it forward. Thank you for that, um, because I think that's one of the the biggest things is and then I, I want your take on it. And I'm just pulled up your TikTok, but the the men are, like we said, really terrified. They don't know what's up or down. You can't tell a woman she looks nice in a skirt anymore without being canceled or some crap happening to you. Um, and it's so funny because so I have four daughters and my oldest is my stepdaughter, but I have 36, 27, 22 and 14. And. I was a certified for sure. This was the narrative. I was a single mom with my, my physical oldest and the three of them. And then Amanda came along when she was 13 was, this was my go-to never need a man for anything. 
don't need him for money. Don't need him to do things. Don't need a man for anything. And my, so my wounding, my masculine wounding came from a long history of mom and dad drinking, physical abuse, mental abuse, emotional abuse. Um, I actually even think there was some sexual abuse that I can't quite, it's in, it's hiding really well because I've done a ton of work, but there's something, and I don't think directly related to my in immediate family, but something in the neighborhood. And so my, at 10 years old, I got wind of, if I don't take care of things, shit's going to hit the fan and the whole entire thing's going to collapse. And so that's what I taught my daughters. And so I've got these four women out in the world. I don't need a man, you know, like back up. You don't have to hold the door, all this. And when I started to dive into the work and heal myself, I quickly turn that focus onto my daughters and the collective of us. It's a beautiful thing to witness. My daughter's texting me saying, mommy, I let him do this because I'm working on being in my feminine like that. I don't care if they get degrees, none like that to me is a win. My, all of my girls are in pretty balanced relationships. Now the middle one, not totally so much, but the oldest one, I mean, she's 36 and she's forever said no children, no children, no children. Her, her mom and her don't have a good relationship. She meets, she said, I've been praying and asking the universe to provide a masculine energy man. I'm ready to receive it. And this girl's own business, like very independent and God provided universe provided. And this guy could not be more opposite on paper of what she wants, but his masculine energy is incredible. And so it's a beautiful thing to see that I was able to help my kids turn it around, but many, many people don't because they don't know this work. So if you were to talk to a young man, and that was a long way to get here, but if you were to talk to, to, talk to a young man right now and he's like, oh, I don't want that toxic masculinity shit. I don't want to be like that. What would your, what would you say to him? Like, how would you help him see that? First of all, true masculine energy isn't toxic, mm -hmm. period. Right. But what would you say to somebody, say, in their 20s, early 30s, who has this narrative that they got to be careful and can't say nice things and all that stuff? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it all it all comes from his own ability to know who he is. Mm -hmm. And that is the that is the track that solves all of the masculine problem, <laughs> mm -hmm. because if he knows who he is, part of that grounding of the masculine energy is an energetic we know to be called devotion. And when a man is devoted unto himself and his growth, he is devoted then, secondly, to the woman in his life. Mm. So a man who is healing his masculine and feminine energetic wounding, a man who is healing into his integrated masculine energy, is devoted unto one woman. Even when he's in the dating space, he is not dating multiple people. He is devoted to one at a time. <laughs> His right. devotion is unto her. So when we have that grounding effect of healing masculine energy, he cannot be toxic. He cannot be misogynistic. He cannot be a player. A player is a man entrapped in his feminine mm. wounding yes. because he can't make a decision. If he can, can make just, a decision. Can you just repeat that slow for the people in the back? I'm glad I'm glad we're recording because I have no idea what I just said. <laughs> um, players like players, yeah, you yeah. guys, it's not making it's not a 
flex in your masculinity. It's actually totally feminine wounding. You can't make a decision. It is. So, and and ladies, and this is my conviction to the ladies that are watching and listening. You are his one and only. If you are not, he is not in his masculine energy. If you are trying to decide, if you're trying to decide if he's deciding you, he's not. Mm. He is in his wounded feminine energy because he cannot make a decision. A masculine man who is in his healing masculine energy always knows a direction in which he's going. Now, it doesn't mean it's a perfect direction. (laughs) It doesn't mean that he is perfect and without flaw and needs, by the way, and needs the space and the grace of his wife to surround him with, it's okay, babe, because I know your next step is going to be a good one. And so much of the wounding in men has come from a lack of grace Mm. where he was expected to be perfect or Mm. this goes for women too, who grew up in a perfectionist culture and said, you had to be perfect or you're less than, right? Well, it's no wonder that then we capitulate in making decisions because we're afraid to make the wrong one because someone will think we're imperfect right? and we're lacking. And we're less than. So a 25-year-old man who knows precisely who he is, who is devoted unto himself first, then his woman he chooses, then his career. And it's always in that order, gentlemen. Mm. Your career never comes first. Ever. Your career doesn't exist if you're not taking care of yourself. And you will be one lonely sap (laughs) if you put money and you put prestige and you put praise and adoration and attaboys ahead of your wife. I have so many notes, you guys. It's crazy. It's going to be a 10-hour podcast. Forget it. Let's do a whole day event. Um, so, David, and then I'm going to ask you, Paige, your thought on it. Where did it all go wrong? Where did this whole, where did polar, like, I know what my views are on it. You, I would love to hear your take on that. Where did, where did shit go awry? in society it's it's uh i am of the camp that knows that energy is absolute Mm -hmm. that energy is proven by scientific data in fact energy is so true that it's evident in the north and south pole or we would fall off the planet Mm -hmm. right we know magnetism exists right we have we were playing with magnets when we were kids oh my gosh if we do this but then it's repellent and then so I believe that as long as the human species has been on the planet, we have had masculine and feminine energy. And we can see that throughout history. I'm a big history buff. So I see all of that through the course of history, through through ancient texts, through through literature, through history, through we see the masculine and the feminine polarity to be true. Now, in the immediacy, let's just take the 20th century and the early 21st century. What we began to see, or it ebbs and flows, and we can say we can say this another 200 years if we were going to be here. There's going to be ebbs and flows forever, mm-hmm. right? When 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 folks say, and it's it, it's, I really want to provide some grounding when folks say, "Oh my gosh, it's the worst time right now," mm-hmm. <laughs> right? It's it's never the worst time because we ebb and we flow throughout mm-hmm. humanity. 
So it's no worse than it was 100 years ago or 200 years ago or 300 years ago. We simply have a different perspective, it's and that's different. okay. That's right. It's, it's different. different. It's just different. Yeah. So I can certainly pinpoint when things began to shift, certainly in here in American culture. I will just speak to that. I know you're Canadian. But in, Amer- in American culture, things began to shift in the late 60s and early 70s mm-hmm. because of a, a myriad of actually wonderful transformations economically, socially, racially, and gender. Mm-hmm. However, as we know, when things begin to shift, oftentimes they shift violently in the other direction. <laughs> that is one way to put <laughs> right? it. That is right? one way to put they it. shift violently in the other direction. So when social and gender unrest became the norm and things began to change because people began to get truly angry and things began to shift and women said, wait a minute, (laughs) why do I feel less than Mm. during the feminist movement of the late sixties and early seventies and bras were being burned and women began to go into the workforce and say, I don't want to be a homemaker anymore. I want to leverage my voice. I want to be a boss, babe. I can earn as much money as men can. I can be just like a man. <clears throat> well, that was a response <laughs> of wounded masculinity. Mm. Right. And what we need to come back to is a harmonious synergy that says, wait a minute, this is not 1950s culture. This is not a man telling a woman what to do. This doesn't mean femininity is a damsel in distress. It simply means that, again, connected to true scientific energy is that when a man is in his masculine prowess and when a feminine is, is in her harmonious, radiant energy, look out. <laughs> because she wants to be led, mm-hmm. not controlled. He wants to lead, not control. And so the, the reason why we're here on this podcast and, and why I'm on podcasts all over the place and why we, why I'm on social media, why pages on social media, the why we're doing this work. So much is the case to educate mm-hmm. because there is so many false narratives when it comes to what masculine and feminine energy really is. Mm-hmm. And why it's so twisted right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and I will add, I, I heard a snippet recently about that and and it's similar here like you know we're 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 neighbors it's it's more similar now than ever before to be honest in terms of politics and craziness but there was um somebody had said even in the 60s 70s the government started to realize they can't tax homemaker and so all of a sudden the narrative became so chicken egg who knows but the narrative became Ladies, you can get out in the workforce and ladies, you can, cause you know, there's an entire population. You can't tax her. She's at home. That's her job. There's no tax being taken from her. And so, and that would, that was exactly kind of what I said, what I always say that it's the pendulum swung way too far to the, to one side and correct me if I'm wrong or, or, you know, always challenge my, my beliefs here, but feminists are the most masculine energy beings on planet earth parading around as though they are not and when you say that to a feminist well you wouldn't you'd have your head chopped right off um but so i i that's and and then you you couple that with you know the 70s 80s i don't know how old you guys are but i'm old enough to remember like falcon crest and knots landing and all of those remember the evening soap operas and what was the common thread 
powerful women were bitches. They stepped on anybody and everybody to get where they wanted. Even Roseanne, super masculine energy. Like you look back at all of the, the things that Paige and I were being conditioned. And it was, if you were to be respected, if you were to be loved, you had to be a bitch. You had to be more powerful than a man. So Paige, give me your take on it. Like where you, where you think things get went sort of the opposite way that they needed to go. I am in 100% alignment on that. I think the pendulum was violently swung the other way. And that was so necessary. I stand behind fully everything that those women fought for, mm -hmm. fighting for their voice and to vote and to wear what they wanted to wear and to make the same amount of money. Like I, I fully appreciate all of that. And that's when contrast brings clarity. Mm. Contrast brings clarity. And with the pendulum going from one end to the other, now let's find harmony. Let's find yeah. a harmony that actually feels better and feels good for all parties right. and that everyone feels like they're being heard. Everyone's being taken care of. Everyone feels worthy and important and like they have a, a very um, aligned, authentic place in this world. So I think that that's kind of where we are now. I think we're trying to work towards that harmony. There are so many women waking up to the idea of really desperately uh, wanting peace and wanting to be in their feminine and wanting to feel relaxed and restored and renewed. And she wants to slow down and she wants to rest and, and, and really just take care of herself in more loving ways, which is very foreign. Mm -hmm. She's like, but wait, how do I do that? Yeah. And so, so how, how do you do that? Give, give some sort of ideas on, or tips maybe on, you know, you're 32 and you've just been told your adult, whole adult life that you need to work your ass off, work yourself to the bone, but you're feeling like intuitive. Cause I think that's the thing. It becomes a calling inside of us, right? Where we're like, what am I even doing here? Like, what is the reason for all of this? So mm -hmm. <clears throat> what are some things that you might say to somebody who's starting to feel that calling and they try mm -hmm. to squish it down and work harder. What's, what would you say to somebody like that? Listen, listen <laughs> to that voice. That voice is your inner nudge. That is your wisdom, your heart coming forward. That's um, trying to provide a little guidance that there might be a, a more aligned way to move yourself forward in the world. Um, and then the next thing is to ask yourself very powerful questions, questions that might feel hard to answer, but, but that's, that's necessary. You have to ask the hard questions to get big, juicy answers. Mm. And the answers ultimately are going to be your compass as to how to proceed and what's going to feel most enlivening and aligned for you as a woman. Mm -hmm. You get to design who you want to be. And that can feel very scary if you have no idea who you are currently. Mm -hmm. And so question by question, just show up one foot after the other. Ask yourself, why? Why do I do things the way that I do? Why am I doing this just this very way? Why is this important to me? Where did I learn this? Is there a better way? Is there a different way? Is there a way that maybe this would feel a little more fun or joy-filled or relaxing? I don't know. Let me explore for some of those options. And so it's it's really getting comfortable with the present moment mm. and taking deep breaths mm. and pausing when you usually okay. would just like plow through things. <laughs> and um, that can be very, very hard mm -hmm. to slow down and and many of us as individuals, we spend so much time avoiding the present as an attempt to outrun the past. And so we continue to orient ourselves towards the future because we think that that's going to fix the way that we feel. Right. But my encouragement is you have to feel 
you're a feeling human being and you were been gifted this range and spectrum of emotions. And it's not fair to only embrace a handful of them, joy and happiness and achievement and good giddiness and to completely disregard the parts of you that are longing for the same amount of love, the sadness and the anger and the betrayal and the bitterness all of those are part of you too. And that's usually what individuals are trying to outrun right. by achieving yep. and forcing and pushing and just keep going. Yeah. So there, that's where the inner work comes in. That's where things get a little wobbly and Dicey. sticky. We're trying new things. We're asking ourselves questions. We're feeling some stuff we've not really felt before. Right. And that's where we're building trust and comfort and clarity in who you are as a woman. And with that, you can determine a more informed, more aligned direction that feels best for you. Right. So this is a both of you question. What happens when Paige resists the masculine because she's she still has some some of that spark? What happens? How do you disarm her in the moment? Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> He's, mm -hmm. I got that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah the, no, it's a fantastic. I mean, we wrestle with that question all the time, and what yeah. we what we teach and coach not only to ourselves inside of our home, right. but to our clients and to the world is when you have two masculine energies coming forward, you will have conflict. Yep. Unequivocally, it will happen. <laughs> and when you have two feminine energies present, you're going to have conflict because it's going to come in more of a backhanded, seething, resentful, bitterness way. But you're still going to have conflict. Nobody may be talking about it because we don't want to talk about the elephant in the room. Those right. are two passive energies. And so with the absence of any masculinity, we have resentment. Mm -hmm. With the presence of too much masculinity, we have visceral conflict. Right. So it is imperative. I, I teach and coach the men in our programs that it is so challenging and so difficult to receive and integrate what I'm about to say. Every masculine man healing in his masculine energy must have and secure what I call his seawall, S-E-A-W-A-L-L, okay. seawall. -L -L, sea Those of us that are familiar or have lived on coasts with large bodies of water are familiar with what a seawall is. It is to protect the environment behind the seawall from hurricane, from flood, from tornado, from whatever the case may be. I'm clearly not a nautical expert. I just said tornado <laughs> in the middle of an ocean. But, but we were just going to let it go because so we're in our feminine. We don't want to Well, there you go. You. That's right. I, I appreciate all the letters forthcoming. <laughs> if only people wrote letters, wouldn't that be cool? Oh, um, that would be cool. We should bring that I, back. I, I, I encourage all of your letters. Um, seawall. And, <laughs> yeah, and, and the seawall is what will consistently be tested mm. by the feminine hurricane. So it is not to be shameful of a woman who expresses her emotions at times in very profound and chaotic ways. Mm -hmm. It doesn't mean she's damaged. It doesn't mean she's broken. It doesn't mean that something's wrong with her. And she's certainly not crazy. Gentlemen, are you listening? Never, ever, ever, ever refer to your woman as crazy. She's not crazy. She's a woman. Mm -hmm. And sometimes that emotional expression comes forward. Now, she's responsible with how that expression comes forward. That's her healing. But I'm talking to the men specifically now. It is our responsibility as masculine men to secure our seawall for whatever comes and crashes against it. In fact, it's healthy for a feminine woman to test that seawall. Not out of manipulation, not out of coerciveness, 
but it will naturally come from the feminine to test that seawall, to see if it will stand. And we must, as masculine men healing, preserve that seawall and whatever comes up against it. So when, to answer your question, when Paige comes from her masculine energy, it's my responsibility, and I'm far from perfect for doing this. It is my responsibility to hold space. There's the, there's the, the nouveau phrase yeah, the, the of, the, kitschy, of the century, the right? Phrase, the kitschy yes. thing. <laughs> but it's true. It's for me to hold space. It's for me to hold her, at times, chaotic expression. Yes. For, at times, she simply needs to express that's it. It's not mm-hmm. my job to fix her. It's not my job to save her. It's not my job to coddle her. It's not my job to ensure that she is taken care of before she's even taken care of herself. It is my job to hold space yep. for that emotion to come forward and simply validate. Here's, here's how you communicate with your wife 101, gentlemen, <laughs> is you validate first. Mm. Okay. You don't resist. You don't become defensive. You don't try to argue. You don't interrupt, which I have historically had a problem with because of my own wounding. I'm like, I got to prove my point before she proves hers. Mm. That's my stuff. That's my wounding. It's something I've worked really, really hard and I'm still very imperfect about it. But it's my responsibility to hold space for pages, wounded masculine or wounded feminine, whatever the case may be. It's my responsibility to hold space and to be the seawall, to ensure that it's secure. That is how she is going to feel safe then and secure and validated in order for her to be the woman she was crafted to become. Mm. So gentlemen, if you want a soft, surrendering, beautiful, radiant, sensual, sexy, flirtatious, wondrous, intuitive, beautiful wife, your seawall must be intact. You must hold space for that woman. If you want all of what I just described, it's not going to come by fighting her or trying to prove your point or you trying to be right. That's all of your wounding that needs addressing or giving up. Like a lot of guys, it's the opposite, right? They, they game, they cheat, they, all the other bits, they work too much, they business, da, 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 da. They spend time with their buddies. And I, I mean, I hear from a lot of those men too. And it's like, or women will be like, well, he, you know, he's do like, he's always working or he's this and he's cheating and da, da, da. And I'm like, okay, th- it's not just he woke up and he's cheating. There's a long right. list of things that happened before that. And um, one thing I wanted to say, it, and this is how I describe it to when I'm coaching clients, it's like, it's like when we have an, I just flew to Halifax to see my best friend over the weekend. I hate flying. I gave up drinking so I can no longer do my little routine of a glass of wine on the plane, which totally calms me down. I do still take a little sedative, but there was something triggered in my mind that I don't have that little crutch and I panicked, right? I really, really was uncomfortable and I didn't drink the whole weekend. And that was another big thing because these girls like to drink and, you know, it's a whole thing, but I felt a lot of emotion. (laughs) I was scared. I was all these things. And really what it felt like was a child, like it felt childlike to have this bubbling up. And I would text my girlfriend from the plane and I said, I'm feeling really, she goes, let it out, baby. Like, just let it out. And it sort of feels that way for the feminine. When we have this explosion bubbling up, if guys just held space, right? I know we kind of, that 
that phrase is that phrase, but that's really the best way to describe it. If you just stood there and I always say, like, if you're like an oak tree and you just stand there and let me, the water lap against you for a couple of minutes, let me tire myself out like a toddler. I'm good. That's about all I need. I don't need to carry it on for the next. If I don't get that release emotionally of holy shit, I'm scared. And like in that case, cry it out for a minute. If I'm taught to hold it in and buck up and power through it, it's going to last for days, weeks, years even. So, and, and this is what we need as the feminine is just hold that, just be the tree, be the seawall. I love that. Let the water lap against you a little bit. Of course, there's a balance, right? If it's constant, then it's another conversation. But most of the time, it's just like a, a toddler will have to run itself into a circle for 10 or 15 minutes and then poof, they're good. They're tired. Feed them a snack, put them down for a nap. We're all good. And that kind of is how the feminine feels. Paige, I don't know if you want to chime in on that, but that's how it feels for me. Sometimes I just need to let it out and then I'm good. I don't need you to fix it. I don't need a solution. I just need to like have a bit of a tantrum and call it a day. Yes, I can relate to that completely. And David, I don't think he gives himself as much credit. Uh, he does an amazing job at holding space for me. And, and there are times where um, he'll ask me, what do you need from me right now? And oftentimes my answer is just to listen. Yep. You just, this was it. This is all I really needed. I just needed to vent a little bit and express and get it out of my body. And there's a little asterisk on this, Kara. Um, we cannot be reliant on our masculine partner to hold 100% right. of our emotional space right. because he is an emotional human being too. And he is navigating his own world. Mm -hmm. If he does not have the capacity in that moment, it's very noble for him to say, Hey, I love you. And I can't hold space for you right now. Yep. And so we have to have other uh, individualized tools to lead ourselves forward in ways that are going to provide equal, if not greater expression for who we are. Journaling. I leverage journaling almost every single day. Yep. That's where I get to vent and express gratitude and cry and be angry and be bitter and just be whiny if I need to. I need to let it out. That is one way in which the feelings and emotions go from inside of the body. They travel down through the arm, out the pen, and now they're on paper. Mm. That's why we feel so much better yep. when we get it out. That is one other form of emotional exit. And um, so dancing we as to... well. I don't know if you, how you feel about dancing, but that dancing. is a huge tool in my toolbox. Like yes. sometimes you just got to shake that out. And like, yes. but that feeling at the end is what we're after. And we don't have to drag it on for days and days. Once you learn journaling and even girlfriends, right? Occasionally that's a good release as well. And sometimes just sitting there and being like, I think the biggest thing is thinking that it's bigger than it is. Like, well, women, we tend to look for something to be wrong, to make it okay to feel how we're feeling instead of just feeling how we're feeling. Cause sometimes you just feel mm -hmm. how you're feeling. Um, but I think we look for somewhere to put it. And sometimes there's nowhere to put it. Like there's nowhere to put crying on an airplane because I didn't want to be on an airplane. I just had to feel that and be okay with it. So I love that. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. So, so journaling, dancing, what, what other things do you find helpful to release? Co-regulation with trusted individuals who are also, you know, oriented towards healing and holding space and uh, showing up for themselves, not in a way that they have to fix you or they have right. to provide solutions or answers. They're just there. 
sharing their presence. That's a really, really big one, especially as women. Women, mm -hmm. a big part of the feminine energy is is she thrives with connection, healthy, quality connection, mm -hmm. and um, being in community mm -hmm. with women who can support her. So if that's missing from her life, then there is part of her feminine energy that is feeling dehydrated a little bit. Oh. It's feeling like it's missing. It's dry. Wow. That's a, that's beautifully. That was good. That, that sent shivers up me dehydrated. Wow. That's a yeah. perfect way to put it. Perfect mm -hmm. way to put it. The feminine so, is, is intended to be so supple yeah. and buoyant and fluid and juicy. And when she's in her masculine energy or experiencing a lack of her feminine energy, that's why she feels so dry, burnt out, drained. Like she does not have life and dehydrated, brittle. Yeah. You got to get that on a t-shirt. That that's a good one. <laughs> um, cause that, that, that's sort of like a visceral feeling, right? You kind of immediately are like, oh yeah, that's how my soul is feeling actually dehydrated. Wow. That's incredible. So if you, so do you have a group that, I mean, women tend to all have our little groups. Do you have a group that a collective of women that those are your go-to sisters that you can go to that, you know, maybe it's large, maybe it's not, but do you have do you feel like you've created a, a community around you in the last few years once you started to learn all this? Because really the majority of women, at least that I used to know, still very masculine. And so I've proximity is power, right? Eventually you kind of gravitate to the ones that are more like have done the work. So maybe talk a little bit about the journey. Was it a different friend group and now is it a different one from then or how did that part happen? Oh my gosh. Yeah. The friendship, like it is evolving always and you're shedding and releasing, which mm -hmm. is part of the grieving process too. So you can welcome sure. and create space for new individuals to come into your life that feel like they're going to support you and hold space for you much deeper in mm -hmm. aligned ways. And so, um, that has been an evolution for me. I feel like I've had some individuals pop in and then they've popped out and, and then others will come in. I feel like we align and then we just kind of go our separate ways. So I'm honoring the journey mm. of what that is supposed to be and what it is looking like for me and continuing to ask myself what it is I'm very specifically looking for, what's important to me when it comes to community and connection with other like-minded women. And I'm always of the mindset of quality is better than quantity. Mm. And well, in the past, it was very quantity. I had right. to have many connections, wide network, lots of friends, because that's where I gained my validation, my value and worth as a woman. If I was liked and loved by a lot of people. And so that was a big grieving layer for me too. Yeah. You know, I had all these people that were big raving fans, but really they were um, only raving about the surface level parts of me mm -hmm. and not my depth. Mm -hmm. And it's because I wasn't raving about my depth. I was only cheering on my masculine side of things. Right. And so as I've shifted my values a little bit of what's most important to me. It's absolutely changed the way my, my friendships and relationships have been evolving as well. Right. And so I'm always looking to uh, find my next right people mm -hmm. and um, am remaining open to receive their presence whenever the time is right. That's beautiful. Yeah. I mean, I imagine it would have been a huge, like deep breath to go from that wide group of I'm popular and everybody loves me because I'm so amazing, which of course you are, but then to like really sink into who you are. And I think, and even when I think back to the people that I was friends with, they don't know this me. 
at all. And so they have an old version of me. And so that's why there's friction sometimes or, um, but it's, it's an, it is, it can be lonely, definitely. So ladies who are listening, I, I get it. I mean, when you start to really do this work internally, it can feel like, holy smokes, I'm totally by myself on this journey. And you're not, it just takes some time to, um, regroup and then regroup. Right. So take, you know, be patient with yourself. And I always say, have grace. Like a lot of people think personal growth is like a switch we turn on and then we're just good. It's forever. Like I'll get checked. Someone will check me multiple times today, throughout today. Someone's going to give me a little bit of a check and I, the new me can go, Hmm, I just got checked. What does this mean? Old me would have been like, it's my birthday. Why are you trying to be a jerk? or blah, 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 right? But it's a constant, like every day we are challenged and every day the masculine is challenged by the feminine and vice versa. And I think that's what keeps things interesting and that's what's exciting. Um, Well, I mean, we're like, yeah, we're like well over an hour now. And of course I knew that was going to happen. Um, I would love to have you guys back on in the spring sometime, you know, and just have you back on and chat some more. Um, So let's wrap it up by telling people where they can find you and, um, do you have any new programs coming up or anything that you wanted to sort of give a plug to? I think people would deeply benefit from working with both of you on anything in this realm. So give us a sense of where people can find you and what's coming up next. Absolutely. Well, thank you, Kara, for for having us. And and I will speak for myself, and I'm sure Paige can certainly speak for herself. We would love to come back. Absolutely like to come back. If we have the opportunity to to leverage the voice of true polarity and how it can be the most powerful healing force in in all relationships, uh, we're we're gonna take full advantage of that. So thank you for having us having us here. One thing I want to say before I before I do say, hey, this is where you find us. Ladies and gentlemen, know that we we've been talking about co-regulation, we've been talking about friendships, we've been talking about relationships, but know what what makes the healing journey so unique and so freeing is that it's your journey. Mm. You and you alone are responsible mm. for healing your masculine and feminine energetic wounds, yep. which means you don't need a man. Mm. You don't need the perfect wife. You don't need a romantic relationship. You don't need a gaggle of friends to ensure that you are healing. In fact, that's the overflow of your internal healing is that those relationships will flourish. So know that if you're feeling right now, wow, they're married, they have an amazing relationship. I want that, but there is nobody on the horizon to even date. <laughs> know that your healing journey can begin today yes. with just yourself. And it will always remain that way. It's really important. And we express this all the time to the public. My healing journey has nothing to do with Paige. And Paige's healing journey has nothing to do with me. In fact, the reason why I choose her is because she chooses herself first. Mm. And I so am inspired by that, is that she is choosing her own autonomous, sovereign healing journey. And I get to be engulfed in that and to see the life force that comes from her healing. It's absolutely inspirational. And I know that she would echo the same is that we are in a co-creative, independent partnership, which everyone can have and possess. So I want to encourage and empower everyone who's listening that your healing journey to the relationship of your dreams begins with the relationship of your own dreams with yourself. Mm -hmm. So where you can find us, daring-deeply.com. That is our website. Make sure you have the dash between the daring and deeply. 
I don't know where daringdeeply.com will send you, so I have no responsibility <laughs> in that. But it is daring-deeply.com. And if you are following us on TikTok, please go and follow us on TikTok. Go and follow me on TikTok. We're also on Instagram and Facebook and all the other socials. But we have a really robust followership on TikTok, and we, we pay a lot of attention to. And that's where the vast majority of our clientele come from is they get to know us on TikTok and Instagram and and, and YouTube too, but for Facebook or uh, TikTok is the place to, to see us. Um, and I'll pass it off to Paige to bring forth programs and because she's she's the expert in, in all of our wonderful courses and ways in which to connect with us. And so I'll be quiet and let Paige speak. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you. If you are um, wanting to just dip a toe in. We have a lot of different opportunities for you to learn more about us and how we show up and lead and teach and what we're all about beyond this podcast conversation. And we have a intro course called Polarity 101, where you can learn more about masculine and feminine polarity and how you can leverage it in your relationship to build passion, build communication, and ultimately build more harmony. So that is on our website. That's a fantastic place to start. And then another popular option is we actually do masculine energy assessments and feminine energy assessments. So this is where individuals come to us and they complete a 100 question questionnaire where we ask very specifically about different crevices of their life patterns um, in conflict patterns with communication when they're faced with stress how do they typically respond what's this look like in your relationship what's your biggest relationship struggle right now how do you care for yourself and ask a variety of other different things that help us drill down to understand very specifically who you are as an individual what types of challenges and struggles you're bringing into your relationship dynamic and with that, we can provide a direction and healing forward. So that has been an amazing opportunity for individuals to jump in that are receiving a great deal from that process. And then to piggyback off of the community and connection that Karen and I were speaking about momentarily and why or earlier and why it's so important for the feminine is that's what our signature program is all about. So it's a 12-week program for women who are ready to embrace their femininity and heal the trauma that's kept them in their masculine. And that is my favorite program. That is my baby. That is, um, that is my blood, sweat, and tears. The program that I wish I had when I was going through my transition from masculine to feminine and understanding more about me and relationships and struggling my way through all of that. And so it's been incredible. We, we welcome women in, into that program weekly, and it's nice to have a community of other women that get it, that are struggling alongside you, but also celebrating alongside you too, when they have big breakthroughs or moments where they experience peace that they haven't felt before. And, oh my gosh, this is amazing. And now we know how to recreate that and continue to move forward. So if that feels attractive to you, that is also on our website and you can always send us an email too. Amazing. Well, thank you both so much. This was uh, a really, it was a joy to have you both. And again, like we could go on for hours and hours, Um, but thank you so much. And um, everybody, if you have questions, let me know. We'll have ways to get a hold of everybody in the show notes and I will see you guys on the next episode. Thanks so much.